Hello and welcome to the Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space podcast, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one random movie at a time. My name is Joel Torres. My name is Aaron Cornelius. The movie was Parts Per Billion from 2014, directed by Brian Horeuchi. Oh, yeah, okay, Horeuchi. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to... Horeuchi? No, it sounds, it sounds good to me. It's fine, yeah. It sounds good to me. I, I can't help myself. Starring Frank Langella, Jenna Rollins, Rosario Dawson, Josh Hartnett, Teresa Palmer, Penn Badgley, and uh, kind of kind of starring Alexis Bledel in it about maybe five minutes collectively. Ah, oh, man. You see something like that, and you can't help but high hopes. And I don't know if it's... If you're going to be guaranteed with... No, no, that's not... Like, as soon as I was going to say, you see that many good actors, maybe it's going to be a bad thing. There's lots of examples where that's not true. I don't know why I would think that. All-star cast, though. Yeah, we got we got some... We have some uh, some some actual talent here, you know? This is this is no names. They've all been in some pretty, pretty interesting and entertaining things. Uh, yeah, Skeletor and... Uh... Yeah, man. And Daredevil and <laughs> yeah, Skeletor the movie. Gilmore Girls, yeah, Gilmore man. Girls and uh, Gossip Girl. You said you didn't watch Gossip Girl, so you Sorry. don't even know. You don't even know. Let me tell you. You want me to what, tell what, you who what, Gossip what Girl is? Actually, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you. Oh, you're gonna have to go through all the seasons. Very Ooh. well, very well. Oh, and Warm Bodies too, the the zombie rom com, right? That's right, Teresa Palmer was the other main person in Warm Bodies, although I haven't seen that movie. You know, it, it's not too bad. It's got that kid from Mad Max in it. He plays the zombie. Yeah. Now, you may be wondering why we're talking about the actors so much. It's because this movie <laughs> was pretty uninteresting. Let, let's sum it up real quick. What do you say? Well, uh, it's about maybe two or three couples. They got some problems. And then, you know, they've got some more problems. And then there's this, an apocalypse. That's right. The end. Don't you hate <laughs> it when that happens? All you're trying to do is work out your, your relationship with your, your significant other. And all of a sudden, a huge disease spreads all over the planet. And everyone's dead except for you guys. I mean, you can't be arguing all the time if everyone else is dead, right? It's not like you're going to meet Mr. Right. He's probably dead. <laughs> Oh, man. It's one of those... This is a very dramatic movie, and it is really about the three relationships between these six people, and they're all kind of intertwined, although two of the couples are way more intertwined than the other ones. The others just happen to be, like, acquaintances. And it the backdrop is the world is coming to an end, and by the world I mean humanity, not... The planet is not being destroyed. There's a... A pathogen that's released because of something in the Middle East, because something in the Middle East is a great explanation for anything bad that could happen. Ah, uh, movies. Yeah, they kept it pretty vague. They kept it pretty vague. You know, they just they kept saying the war. Yeah. So it could have been, you know, the war on terror. It could have been, you know, that was any so sort annoying. Of... <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Come on, the war? Is it the war? Is Are it you the worried war? about the war? 
I'm not worried about the war. I'm worried about this thing that seems to be killing everybody left and right. Uh, so, spoiler spoiler alert, Frank Langella did it. It's all his fault. No, it's not, it's not really his fault. He's just, he. his character is a scientist who sold secrets to the to somebody at some time. And these are details that are in the movie. Look at how difficult it is to talk about this because it's it's just ah oh, man <laughs> okay <laughs> well you know, you know you know joel it's like it, it's it's just kind of one of those things where, where you, you get your hopes up the randomizer randomly chooses a film you're kind of like oh cool this has got some people in it that i want to see you know and then they didn't really say anything interesting at all right. like it was some very mundane you know, kind of things everyone has to deal with in their lives, you know? Exactly. Yes, exactly. This was something normal, and I'm, so, I'm sure it was supposed to be something that we were supposed to be able to relate with. But in the context of the movie, it just came off as, you know, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. No, really. It, it, it seemed it seemed like yeah. Most of the actors were just kind of. I didn't feel I didn't feel like there was any emotion right. in, in in a lot of, in a lot of the acting. Yeah. Regretfully, which are, these are really great actors too. So that's why it kind of pained me a little bit to see you know them just kind of go through the motions almost. Uh, yeah, you, they all got their chops. It, it doesn't help that. The most of the movie takes place in fa- in flashback, and you can understand based on what kind of movie it is why they would have to do that. It would be very uninteresting. We'd have another movie, like you said, where we're stuck in one room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hardware, uh, but <laughs> it didn't happen that way. We just uh, it's got this disjo- disjointed flashback, <laughs> flashback yes. sequence, yeah, flashback yeah. into flashback into flashback, and the only way you can indicate is if you're keeping pace with the story of the movie and frankly that's kind of difficult because at some point you want to go take a nap now we did we did mention that that the film focuses on these on these groups of couples however um josh hernett has a has a friend with whom he goes and plays basketball with at some point in the film and uh he also um does have a bit of a scene later in the later on in the film uh, maybe it's too soon to be talking about this, but yeah. but you know I just I thought it was kind of interesting how um, you you get like a bit a bit of each of the uh, okay go ahead no 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 I'm uh, just saying I'm just thinking about it I, he was weird yeah I mean he was he seemed really hurt when Josh Hartnett wouldn't stick around to play basketball with him <laughs> when his he got a phone call from his wife and then he just randomly sat on a park bench and started talking to a stranger. And then he was killed. Yeah. In a dumb way. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and so it goes. So we're not going to get much meat out of this movie, unfortunately. I, I like. Let's just put this straight out here. I can't recommend watching this movie. No, I I, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I I like you guys who are listening too much to recommend this. But you know there are some there's some commentary here though that 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 we can make about it. Uh, I mean, for example, Joel, in the situation of an apocalypse, what would you do though? Like, um, I feel I feel that uh, I myself, uh, maybe depending on the type of apocalypse, would would do you know sort of different things. Had it been this this uh, viral apocalypse sort of situation, 
like I, I I feel they don't have the smarts to really uh, to really have figured out how how to how to survive this uh, <laughs> this one, you know. Um, so I'm sure I would have watched the news and watched the the red the red cloud diagram descend upon upon us, and I probably would have died. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I what, what do you think? What, what do you think? What's going on here? What's... Yeah, like we were talking about off air. I, I feel I've had discussions with Sarah about this before. Sarah, who can't unfortunately be here tonight to be on the podcast because she's out rock and rolling. I feel like if something cataclysmic like a huge virus that was killing off everybody or a meteor that was going to crash into the earth or something that basically guaranteed the end of humanity, I I don't think I would panic. I think that her and I would probably just try to be with our loved ones, whether that was just each other or our family, and just kind of accept the way it was going to go. I I certainly wouldn't be duct taping up the windows and trying to build a barricade or, <laughs> you know, getting the last box of Twinkies or anything like that. I don't, I don't know. That's the whole... I've had nightmares where things like that would happen. I'm sure lots of people have had nightmares about that, and... they've had such an effect on my psyche that I can't accept the fact that I would maybe have a survival instinct about this kind of thing. It doesn't seem like I would. And it's not because I don't like my life or, and it's certainly not because I, I wouldn't want to be with Sarah longer because that's basically my goal in life is to be with her as long as I can be. So you would think it would work out that way, like we would try to survive, but it just makes more sense to give in to something like that, to me. On a fatalist level, that's just the way I feel about it. Yeah, no, I I, I, I get you. I mean, there's definitely part of me that feels that I, too, would just kind of... Oh, how... Okay, I think the best way to explain it is when, um, in uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, when uh, the barkeep is speaking with... Uh, um, not safe hot people. Ford. Ford, yeah, Ford Prefect, and and basically, you know, that the bartender looks at him and is just like, "Well, what can I do?" And he says, "Well, you can just put a paper bag on your head, lay down, and call it a day." I'm pretty sure <laughs> that kind of sums up exactly my feelings towards this film as well. <laughs> Ring the bell, last call. <laughs> yeah. So long. Thanks for all the fish. <laughs> Yeah, I really wish Sarah was here because she's she's better at talking about this uh, uh, philosophical idea of of what I want to get into. I'm I'm just uh, uh, frankly a moron when it comes to talking about this well, kind of stuff. Do my best. No, you're you're not a moron. No, no, no. Hey, I mean you're not a doctor. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but what I, what I will say is is that um I think to make this film more interesting. In my opinion, we gotta take it out and put in Robocop. Exactly. Well, I mean, the setup was great. The setup was great. Okay, the world's ending. Sure, I'm having some relationship problems with, with my spouse, my girlfriend. You know, this is an opportunity to work those things out, to have your final say, to, to you know, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't really, it did, I, I felt that it was there, that the, maybe the writing, that was what they were trying to get get at, is like, this is a moment where I can like really bare my soul to my, to my partner, person I love the most, and it just kind of fell flat, you know? There was no, there was no emotional backing to, to that scenario. I feel like the only way to improve this movie is to take out the apocalypse scenario. Like, 
if this was just a movie about three couples going through their their paces it might have made more sense to me but the fact that it had this we're all gonna die thing going on it just added an urgency to their <laughs> all of their troubles that yeah. was not interesting yeah yeah that's definitely the reason why it had two stars yeah. i have to agree with you man definitely. so i can't really think of anything that's that's too heavy to go into about this movie Let, let's at least talk about the different couples here okay how'd you feel about the old people <laughs> or better for lack of a better term we're talking about frank langella and jenna rollins they were uh the married couple who were the oldest in the movie i found their story to be interesting um because well uh uh skeletor's character was dealing with the fact that yeah i just wanted to say that but uh skeletor because that's kind of fun to say but uh um yeah his character was dealing with the fact that uh you know, he possibly had created this bioweapon. You know, he, 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 he made a bunch of cash like 30 years ago on making weapons. And he's pretty sure that he helped design this guy. Or maybe the, the grandbaby of this, or well, grandfather of this, of this particular uh, airborne pathogen. So he's dealing with his guilt. And, you know, and, and, um, but at the same time, he's focusing on making sure that, that his wife is getting the, uh, the necessary air um, to survive. And, uh, you know, just going through the motions, taking her in the wheelchair, taking her places, trying to make sure that uh, the Gilmore girl is still alive, but she's not, sucks. You know, he, he laments this fact, and then he, but he keeps, he, he, you know, I, I, I enjoyed his, his sense of, um, you know, just trying to survive. Right, you get the sense that the person that he, that Jenna Rollins is the most important person in the world to him. That is what his entire world is about at this point. It's in the movie. Penn Badgley is his grandson, and they they have kind of a weird sort of falling out. It's not really a falling out. Uh, it's it's not complicated enough to even talk about. <laughs> That's the problem. <clears throat> Just one of those things. That, oh yeah. Oh, they know each other. And uh, how is Rosario Dawson and Josh Hartnett's character connected to Frank Langella? Uh, she's his lawyer. Sure, why not? We, we picked it out of bag. He, she was either his plumber or his lawyer. Was <laughs> lawyer. But yeah, I think that they had the most interesting story, although I'm not sure they had the most interesting relationship. I think that Rosario Dawson and Josh Hartnett actually had a more interesting relationship. This movie has a lot of flashbacks. Like, it is... The flashbacks are the bedrock of this movie. And it's kind of lesser for it, in my opinion. You just... They're done so badly. Like, yeah. you have a flashback. Like, the, I, I think it's supposed to be after Pathogen has already killed everybody. I think that's supposed to be, like, the time that is the main time. But then we'll have a flashback to see what Rosario Dawson and Josh Hartnett were having trouble with before this happened. But then within the same flashback, we'll also have a flashback of when they were getting along. And it just... You have to pay attention to so much. And you just want to take a nap. You can't... <laughs> it's, it's trying too hard. It's too confusing. To be, yeah, complicated. Yeah, oh, man. But anyways, they're... They're having trouble because he was the breadwinner at first. 
and she was going to law school. And then when she went to, she got her job as a lawyer, he, it seems like he's not writing as well anymore or yeah. making money anymore like that. And so they've had a change in dynamic. He is kind of, he's not mistreating her in any way. He's, it seems like he must be neglecting her, like attention wise. And so she has been flirting with a coworker, although that never went anywhere, according to her. And that's one of the things that they deal with at the end. Like, he he wants to repair the relationship, and she's already kind of on the edge of something else. Or or she doesn't know what she wants, it seems like. Yeah. No, that's pretty much it. She just kind of... She, she had a very flighty, flighty, uh, you know, d- disposition about her. Uh, whereas whereas uh, Josh Harnett's character was trying to mend things, and that's kind of where they left it in the end. Oh, man. Which, which kind of, yeah, also just kind of... Which really sucks because that was pretty much the only relationship. Well, I mean, the old, the older couple I think I thought was semi interesting, but they were the ones that I out of, out of the two younger couples, they were the ones that I found to be the most interesting. And that cliffhanger at the end there, but them just kind of you, them not. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's that, <laughs> come right. up with your own conclusion, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Franklin Jella and Jenna Rollins are shown walking around with an oxygen mask, and they're basically surrounded by dead people all over the place. So we know that they're alive. Rosario Dawson and Josh Hartnett have actually taped up all their windows and are in the basement, so we know that they're alive at least at the point that we are in the movie. Like, they've protected themselves. The, the pathogen was not able to reach them. Penn, Badgley, and Teresa Palmer, on the other hand, we don't really know what happens to them at the, until the end, and uh, it's BS. Uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> listen, I feel like we're being boring, and it's not our fault, this movie. <laughs> yeah, Joel, it, like I said, it was, you know, if, if there was a flavor packet that was named after this film, it'd be the bland one. Let's talk That's about for sure. <laughs> Let's, I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, Penn Badgley and Teresa Palmer because I found his Penn's per- character to be just obnoxious. Like because he's a mu- musician, and I don't know if I'm just uh, <laughs> biased against musicians, no, but no, you're not. You're not. They seem like they can be kind of selfish, and he was certainly doing a kind of selfish thing. Although it was supposed to come off as charming, and it it, it ain't working on me. It ain't working on me. <laughs> yeah, they were. De- the, I mean, if this was, you know, a game show, they were the weakest link. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just it, man. Yeah, if this was Wheel of Fortune, they'd be fortuneless. Ooh, Ooh. got him. High five, Joel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We can't do anything with this movie. Well, you know, Joel, I think if anyone is still listening at this point, uh, let us have an optimistic outlook on what we'll watch next. Thank you for listening to (laughs) our our thoughts on Parts Per Billion. I really don't have any more to say, though. I feel really bad about that. Okay, there is something I do think that we could talk about. Okay, go ahead. We've got seven actors... Okay. Six of them I actually know. I'm not that familiar with Teresa Palmer, but you said, like you said, uh, she's in Warm Bodies. Yeah, I saw her in the zombie film, film, yeah. That was all right. Let's see. Who do you think would be the best in a Blade Runner-style 
science fiction movie. Oh, out of these out of these uh, actors, we're gonna replace Decker. Okay, I would like to see Frank Langella as Decker. I think that'd be pretty cool. Certainly, that'd be. That, I would watch that. Yeah, I can't remember the last thing I watched where I was like, "Yeah, Frank Langella." I'm probably there's probably something that's like right there on the tip of my brain, but I keep thinking about Dreamscape and Masters <laughs> of the Universe, and it's all about Masters <laughs> of the Universe, man, yeah. and Star Trek. Like, no, come on, get out of there. There's he's done good stuff. I'm sure. I just. Uh, yeah, I was thinking if we switch that to a female role, like mm. I, I would okay. either like to see Rosario Dawson or possibly Alexis Bledel, although she's not. I haven't really seen her being that stellar in movies. Uh, you know, I, I've seen <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and Gilmore seen Girls. And I've seen Gilmore Girls. She was had that all seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, it's a good show. It's a great show. Yeah. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Stop making fun of me. Actually, to be honest with you, this might be the first non-Gilmore Girls related thing I've seen her in. Oh, what about Sin City? She was in Sin City? Yeah, she's got that really small role as the, like, uh, she's one of the prostitutes. Oh, that, like, okay. Then I've seen her in Sin City yeah. as well. And Josh okay. Hartnett was also in also Sin City. Also in Sin City, yeah. Okay. That's where they met, and that's why they became brother and sister. Oh, it all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. They met in Basin City. That's right. Penn Badgley was in uh, Gilmore, not Gilmore Girls, I already said that. He was in Gossip Girl. Easy enough to mix up for a long time. And that show is at least sleazy kind of fun. It's it's like, uh, mm, I can't really compare it to anything else, so I'm not going to try. See this, once again, I need Sarah here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm lacking, dude. No, it's I not apologize. you. No, Sarah is like the guidance. She's the one who can pull things out of my head to make something interesting out of it. <laughs> oh, you're being way too hard on yourself, man. This film, this film is like it's like trying to squeeze a, squeeze water out of a rock, man. It's yeah. you know, it's you know, take that into account. You yeah. know, it, it was it was pretty torturous, dude. Yeah. Man, even Blade Runner can't make it interesting. Well, okay, okay. So let, let's say let's say that the the Blade Runner would be Alexis Bledel. All right. Okay. And it, we'll we'll say that. Uh, um, you know, I changed my mind. Alexis Bledel would make an excellent replicant. Okay. Okay. I still think Frank Langella would make him pretty awesome. No, that'd be cool, yeah. <laughs> like, even in his old age, I, I would be yeah. super happy to see uh, him do a part like that. I'll tell you who's not on my list, and it's uh, Josh Hartnett, because I haven't ever seen him do anything that made me go, hey, I'm really glad I'm seeing him in a movie. Yeah, to be honest with you, I haven't seen much with him that you know makes me jump up and down lucky number 11 no (laughs) 40 days and 40 nights don't even get me started uh (laughs) what else i I can't think yeah i can't think of anything forget it and we're not talking about jenna rollins because she is a stellar actress from a time you know when she was working with her husband at the time making these amazing movies like uh woman under the influence and uh that other one that I watched that I suddenly can't remember. Whoop! <laughs> it was John Cassavetti movies. And the last thing I can remember seeing her in was in New York, I Love You, which was a bunch of vignettes that weren't too spectacular. It, like, you know, her face is pretty recognizable, I think, to anyone. Like, you just see her and, you know, either you saw her in, like, The Notebook or... Or something else similar to that style. Like, she could be Decker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm totally cool with a, gen- a gender switch. Uh, I'm actually really excited for the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. To be honest with you. Not, yeah. to, not to totally, you know, derail 
derail our Blade Runner uh, uh, mm-hmm. gender gen- gender switch. But I'm actually really excited to see the new Ghostbusters. Is Alexis Bledel one of the Ghostbusters? No, but that'd be awesome. I don't know. That'd be awesome. She could be Slimer. Uh, it's a couple, couple chicks from the, uh, the Bridesmaids film. The McCartney chick. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. the other one. <laughs> I'm horrible with names. I apologize. Kristen Wiig. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Right. And they're Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'll be excited when I see that it's a good movie. I'm not getting my hopes up about any nerd property that's either being remade or continued from a thing. It's like the X-Men Apocalypse trailer that got leaked. I'm not going to get my hopes up about it. I don't care. You know, people can cut amazing trailers, and you can recognize a really good one, but that's not going to equal amazing movie necessarily, especially when it's got the words Brian Singer attached to it. Ooh, dis. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, okay, let's stop beating this dead horse. Okay. We're going to reach into the randomizer, and we're going to pull out our next movie. Now, according to the device that we use for this, uh, does it normally have that yellow light? Ooh, no, that does not look normal. No, it's probably fine. Yeah. Let's punch it up. Okay. Reach inside it. Oh, my gosh, it's... Did you leave it outside? No. It feels all wet. I didn't put it... No, uh, maybe. Oh, my gosh. This I wrapped is... it up with tinfoil to make it look cooler, this though. This is not good. Okay, okay. It's making it's making funny sounds now. I don't... Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna... We're just gonna push that aside for right now. Oh, look! Uh, here's a copy of The Faculty. Yeah! Yeah. Have you guys heard of this movie? Apparently, it's about... Uh, it's about high school dropouts that become the Breakfast Club and then Three Ninjas Kickback. No, I have no idea. I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty awesome explanation. Yeah. You've seen this movie before. I have. I'm a fan. You've got a place in your heart just for yeah. the faculty. It's awesome. I don't want to spoil it, but it, it, it's about aliens, right? There, uh, might, there might be some aliens involved. Uh, Teen angst, aliens, awesomeness. Elijah Wood, maybe. <laughs> Your love for Elijah Wood, man. He's awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that reminds me. In this, in in the movie, we did actually see a Hobbit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, the one thing that that was kind of hilarious in Parts Per Billion was uh, what was it? A uh, Pen Bag Badgley's character was uh, was was apparently a busboy of some type or waiter. Yeah, he was like at the restaurant. The yeah. Rosario Dawson and Josh Harnett's characters were having some type of. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Ooh, the characters are crossing over. And and then there was this dude with his hair. Kind of looked like a hobbit. Yep. Yep. And he was like, don't get married, Mr. Frodo. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really off-putting in the movie. But I guess uh, maybe he came from Middle Earth or something else <laughs> like that. Yeah. Horrible time to be coming from Middle Earth. Is Poor it? guy only thing interesting that happened in the movie we got to see a hobbit and his stinky hobbit feet okay so we'll see you next time when we watch the faculty together i expect it to be as good as aaron says it's going to be or he may be dead next time you hear me yay (laughs) until then have a good week my name is joel torres my name is aaron cornelius we'll see you next time dudes In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe. 
fuzzy woolly toes. He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him, Bilbo. Bilbo.